coming up this week on the Colon Cancer Podcast. I beat cancer all the time just working in my yard. I got the nicest yard on the block. It doesn't take a whole lot of physical effort to cut cut branches or, you know, I got a nice garden going. Um, I beat cancer mowing the lawn. I beat cancer every single day just being here. And I think it's a mindset and I think it'll keep you around longer. And I think if you keep on kicking that can, so I got to just kick that can long enough and science is going to catch up to us. I, I, I honestly believe it. Welcome to the Colon Cancer Podcast, stories of struggle, hope, and survival in the face of colorectal cancer. I'm Lee Silverstein. Welcome to episode 44 of the Colon Cancer Podcast. I appreciate you spending time with us during this episode. A lot of information to share with you before we get to our guest this week. Uh, coming up on Saturday, July 16th is the next stop of the Undie Run Walk. And we are stopping at the spending time with the great folks over at the Jersey Shore in Long Branch. Uh, they've had a terrific history of success with their undie run walk up there in the Jersey Shore. If you're in and around that area, come on out and show your support. Take advantage of the 5K run or one-mile walk. We'll throw you a free pair of uh, Colon Cancer Alliance boxers so you can uh, wear your undies and uh, help support this great event. And speaking of undie run walks, a terrific congratulations to the folks out in Denver. Their run walk took place on Saturday, June the 25th, and they raised over $120,000. Congratulations to all the folks out in Denver for putting on a terrific event. Some exciting news I want to share with you. Uh, this was posted both on my Facebook page as well as the Blue Hope Nation uh, Facebook group, the Colon Cancer Alliance uh, private Facebook group. In case you missed it, I'm really excited and really uh, honored to share with you that the Colon Cancer podcast is going to be featured in an upcoming documentary. There's a documentary that currently is in progress, in production, I should say. Uh, he, it's uh, based here in the Tampa, Florida area, but it's being shot all over the country. The name of the documentary is The Messengers. The Messengers, a podcast documentary. The trailer has already been released. I invite you to go visit their Facebook page. You can look for it. Just look, just search The Messengers, colon, a podcast documentary. No pun intended about that colon. Uh, but it's a terrific, you'll see, it's about a two-minute um, trailer for the upcoming documentary. And I know the, the folks behind this production uh, very, very well. They're good friends of mine. And I was an honor to have them come out and visit me at my home, interview me, interview my beautiful wife, Linda, about what we're doing with the podcast and other people who are uh, also in the podcast community sharing whatever message it is that they're focused on. So just truly honored and humbled to be a part of this upcoming documentary. Again, check it out. You can find it on YouTube. 
as well as I would, it would mean a lot to me uh, and support my friends who are behind this. If you found their Facebook page, again, it's The Messengers, a podcast documentary, and like their page, and you'll see updates of what's going on with this upcoming film. I also want to take a few minutes, I do this every so often, to update our listeners on all of the uh, vehicles of support that are out and available to people that are touched by colorectal cancer. First and foremost, if you or someone you're caring for has recently recently been diagnosed and you have not contacted the Colon Cancer Alliance uh, patient support line, I highly encourage you to do that. Uh, contacting them, you'll be put in uh, contact with a certified patient support navigator that will help you just find your way through this journey. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's difficult and having some support and some guidance as to what to do, who to talk to. They can even match you up with a buddy like myself. Who knows? Maybe I'll be your buddy. Uh, but do take advantage of this uh, free service that the Colon Cancer Alliance is providing. The f- toll-free number to speak to a certified patient support navigator is 877-422-2030. Again, it's 877-422-2030. Give us a call and let's see what we can do to help you get through this journey. That line, I believe their hours are Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, I'm pretty sure. Uh, if you reach the line and uh, it's after hours, you, you do have the opportunity to leave a message and they definitely will call you back. There's also a whole online community available for help, support, friendship, all of those things. And I want to go through the list of what's out there and what's available to you. First off, you can find information on the online support community just by visiting the Colon Cancer Alliance website at ccalliance.org. Again, that's ccalliance.org. Click on the link that says Get Support and follow it through online community and look for the link that says Group Chat. Uh, This is what I first found when I was initially diagnosed with my disease a little over five years ago. And I will tell you, I don't know how I would have gotten to where I am today without the support of all the wonderful people that I met online, the friendships I made, and it was just uh, extremely beneficial to me. So here's the rundown. Uh, The daily chat is available Monday through Friday from 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, We start that chat 30 minutes early at 1130 to specifically speak to folks who are newly diagnosed or who have questions specifically about the side effects of their treatment. So you can jump on a little early at 1130 if you're newly diagnosed or have some side effect questions and then stay on board from 12 to 1 just for the daily chat. It is, if you're comfortable and you just want to kind of lurk a little bit and just see what's being talked about online, it's a it's a text, online text chat. So you're not actually hearing people's voices. It's, it's text-based text using their online site. Uh, but it's a great support system, uh, friendship, information, guidance, all available to you uh, during the daily chat. There was a specific chat for those folks like myself, uh, the stage called the stage forum 
chat for four, uh, stage four chat uh, for support and friendship. And for those folks who are stage four, that chat is on Tuesday evenings from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. again, Eastern time. On Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time is the grief chat. So for those of you that are struggling, having uh, experienced the passing of a, of a loved one, uh, this grief chat would be uh, tremendously helpful for you. And for our caregivers out there, I don't know where we would all, all of us survivors would be without our wonderful caregivers. There is a caregiver-specific chat on Thursday evenings from 7 to 8 p.m. So Again, for more information on those, uh, just go to the Colon Cancer Alliance page at ccalliance.org and click on Get Support Online Community and you'll find all the information there. Uh, I want to take a minute and thank the folks uh, at H2ORS for sponsoring the Colon Cancer Podcast. H2ORS is a oral rehydration solution. That's what the ORS stands for. And unlike the popular sports drinks out there, this product does not have sugar, artificial sweeteners, or artificial uh, colors. And it's uh, specifically targeted for those who are challenged with staying hydrated, whether it be because of chemotherapy or because you have an ostomy, whatever that may be, uh, H2RS is a great product that could be what you're looking for. And for listeners of the podcast, if you visit their site at h2ors.com forward slash sample, fill out your information and the folks over there will ship you out for free two free samples to try. And when you're ready to place your first order, they'll take 10% off that first order by using their website name as the promo code. So when you're checking out, put in h2ors.com as a promo code, they'll take 10% off your order. This week's guest is my good buddy, Nate Allen. Nate lives out in Oregon. Uh, he's a good buddy that we've, uh, yet we've never met face to face. Yet, we will. And all I can tell you is if you're looking for a little bit of a pick-me-up, if you're looking for some inspiration, here's a guy who's in the midst of treatment that is so enthusiastic, so vibrant, has such a love of life and a positive outlook on everything. This is the guy you need to listen to, connect with him on Facebook. He He's a dear friend and he inspires me every day. So join me now for my conversation with my good friend, Nate Allen. Nate, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, Lee, I am outstanding. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. I get to talk to all these people. Uh, last episode, I got to talk to Courtney Forget up in Virginia, and uh, same kind of energy, same kind of attitude. I love it. So you're outstanding, outstanding in Oregon, correct? That is correct. And um, well, I used to say I was outstanding until my old foreman gave me a shovel and said I was outstanding in a ditch. So, so I don't. Do, <laughs> no, I guess I'm just outstanding at home. Okay, it's, it's safer that way. Where in Oregon are you? I am. Uh, about an hour and a half south of Portland, about 45 minutes north of Eugene, um, rye, rye, rye grass seed capital of the world. Okay. So if you have allergies, don't come here. <laughs> so being a sports fan, I got to ask the obvious question, ducks or beavers? Beavers. I'm an Oregon State alum. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I don't like green. Uh, I, I, that, that was a dangerous yeah, question. Yeah, green and yellow. <laughs> Ugh. 
That's that's like I'm in Florida and you ask people. Uh, now I went to South Florida, which are the Bulls, but yes, about the two biggest ones, Gators or Seminoles. You got to be careful who you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, well, we have the Civil War here. Here's 106 now, and it gets pretty serious. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so how far? It's Corvallis, right? Yeah, I'm about uh, 25 minutes east of Corvallis. Gotcha. I didn't go far from okay. home. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So now that we got the geography lesson out of the way, uh, he, I brought you on to the show uh, just for our listeners that may not uh, know who Nate Allen is because uh, uh, hands down, you've been one of the biggest fans and supporters of the podcast. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. But uh, for those that may not be connected to you on Facebook or don't know your story, uh, take us back to how you came to be diagnosed, Nate. Okay. Um so just about a year ago, from exactly right now, my wife and my kids flew down to Florida to visit my mother-in-law and my grandmother-in-law and family and just have a nice vacation. I stayed here and worked. And almost quite literally, when they were flying out, I started getting a little stomachache on the way home from the airport, and um, it never went away. And a few days later, it was still there. I called my wife and said, I'm going to the, take myself to urgent care. And it was right in the middle, right below the sternum and bad spot. And it was, and it was just throbbing and getting worse and worse. I was almost doubled over. And so I went there and um, they just gave me a prescription for some antacid basically and said, call your doctor in two weeks if you uh, don't feel better. I didn't wait two weeks. I waited about two days and I called my primary care physician and they, they got me in there ASAP. And uh, I remember the doctor smiling and said, oh, we're going to have an extraction for your appendix. So he sent me in for a CT scan. I think that was a Wednesday. So on a on Saturday, I just couldn't take it anymore. And it was about 10 o'clock at night. I said, honey, I'm going to go on down to the hospital and have this thing taken out. Why don't you come on down in the morning so you don't have to get up, wake up kids and all that stuff. Just come down in the morning and pick me up or meet me at the hospital. So I went down there and got in to see the emergency room doctor. And I said, hey, doc, I just had a scan on Wednesday. So he will probably tell you what you need. I'm ready to get this appendix out. And he came back 20 minutes later and said, yeah, you have a colon cancer and it's uh, in your liver. I said, well, what do you mean it's in my liver? How bad am my liver? He says, well, I can't count how many Mets are in your liver. <clears throat> uh, you better get your fares in order. And did you come alone? You know, I said, I came alone. So I called my wife. She came down right away and uh, shot me through a delight and sent me on my merry way home. And I was at that point that uh, my journey began. Um, immediately, I began calling my, the next day or the Monday following, I began calling my primary care physician what was what's going on you know if you looked at my skin the doctor finally called me back because i you know beat him to the punch and uh said yeah you have colon cancer and it's all over your liver and, and by that point i started i was already starting to look at colon cancer and you know i didn't know what it, what it was i've never had colon cancer in my family nor any kind of cancers in my family and uh i think at that point i was in a widespread panic <clears throat> so that's basically how i found out about my disease and uh you know, they sent me this. So other than, other than the pain coming on, you had no other symptoms? No, I look back and I had none. Maybe the last month or so, I was getting, I come home really from work, really tired. I'm an electrician by trade. And I figured it was just from hiking up and down ladders all day. And I'd come home and go to bed early, tired, and wake up kind of tired. It wasn't anything abnormal that I hadn't felt before or, you know, or anything. I was just, I was a little tired. But that stomach ache came on hard and it came on fast and, and it wasn't going away. So, uh, yeah, so they sent me to a surgeon. She took one look at it and sent me to an oncologist. And that's 
after I met one of the finest people I've ever met in my life, my oncologist, and um, that's how I started, Lee. That's how I uh, got into the game. Okay, and you know the, the, those three words that yeah. nobody wants yeah. to hear, Nate. You have cancer. What was you th- what, what was running through your mind? Well, I think the first thing I, I thought of was, man, I'm going to die. <laughs> and then after that, it was, well, you know, I got a little eight-year-old. Well, you know, she needs a daddy around. I can't go anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. So, you know, it was just basically, uh, and I was shocked. I think it, it was just straight-up shock. I didn't know what to think. I was just kind of numb for days, um, many days. And it, it's just kind of a, you know, your memory. A lot of that stuff is kind of blur. I was in a lot of pain and a lot of medication and, um, I was real close to talking, I think. And I just started masturbation. The only thing I could think about was my, my two sons are older, all their kids are older. All I could think about was my daughter and my wife. And I got to be here for them. And what am I going to do? And that's basically still keeps me going today. Sure. So that was a, a just about a year ago? Yep. year ago, July. Or, wow. I started feeling and, pain now. So, yeah, my journey started about two weeks from now, a year ago. Okay. And what did they... Uh, prescribed as far as your treatment plan was concerned? Well, right at the start, um, you know, it was really great about my doctor because I'd already researched my disease pretty heavily before I went in there. I couldn't pronounce any of the medicines at the time or any of that kind of stuff. But the first thing I found was the colon club when I started Google searching. And I believe that site's been around since 2006. And you can find anything you want to find on there or don't want to find on there about our disease. Um, so I went into my oncologist, fairly well educated, and uh, and she never said she ever gave a timeline. All she did was give me hope and encouragement. She hugged me, you know, and um, it was like one of the best best connections one on one I think I've ever had with a person, you know, physically, and it was just awesome. So what they did is they threw the, the hail mary at me, basically full theory. Uh, Full Fox and Full Fairy combined with Avastin and um, the 5-FU pump. And I did that for two two cycles. And then I went on to Full Fox for three cycles. And then, then I went on to maintenance. Basically, after five infusions, the sixth infusion, I was on maintenance of Avastin and 5-FU because I was – or Avastin and um, Zolota because I – I was achieving a very good response. My CEA was, I think, 238 right in there when I was nosed. And by the time I hit that, um, the Zolota and Avastin, my CEA was down to 4.0. And that was after 100 mets. My doctor is the one that gave me the approximation of the 100 mets in my liver. I mean, it was peppered throughout. 100, so, wow. Yeah, so that's that's about where I was. Um, so basically, I got that CEA down to... 4.0 it did drop as low as 3.5. Um, and I, th- I give a lot of credit to a lot of different things to get in and get down there. Um, I think basically right after I saw my oncologist, I started Google searching. I think I Google searched hope and all of a sudden, boom, pops up some things. And there was this something called the colon cancer podcast. And I'd never listened to a podcast in my life. You know, I just thought that was for kids. I didn't know what that was. My kids listen to podcasts. I don't have time for podcasts. My apprentices at work listen to podcasts. They get in trouble for it. You know, I don't have time for that. You know, <laughs> I'm getting wait. I'm getting people in trouble. <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, I started. I found the Colon Cancer Podcast, and that, that was about my, after my first season there, the Full Fox Theory, and I started listening. And I just listened. I started the very first interview. 
I listened to a couple of interviews and I was like, man, these guys are awesome. If these guys could survive this and survive how they're going, I don't see any reason why I can't either. <clears throat> and I remember I texted the guy, his name was Lee, and he seemed to be a pretty cool guy. And uh, so it was awesome. We went off from there and I chatted with, with you from time to time and um, did that neat Hollywood Squares thing on Skype. And that was pretty cool. And I'm not sure what it was. I can't remember what it was called. but A blab. Yeah, blab. blab, blab. Yeah, that did, was yeah. cool. Hollywood uh-huh. Squares, I thought it would look like. <laughs> then, um, about the same time, I also looked for more hope and I came across this a blog. And it was this crazy mad scientist named Dr. Tom Marsilia. And I was just like, man, this guy, this guy, stage four, look at this. If this guy can go, I can go too. And I just was reading his blogs and um, it was just filled with nothing but hope and positivity. And that basically kind of fits my persona. I, I'm i pretty positive about 94% of the time. Oh, you're at least you know, 95%. Uh, Come on. Sick. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, and whether I feel good or I don't feel good, I, 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 I'm a positive person. And, um, and I started going through those blogs and I, I, you know, I wonder, I wonder if I texted this guy, if you if he'd text me back. And I, so I found him on Facebook, sent him a message and boom, he texted me back and I couldn't believe it. And it was like one of the, it was, it was amazing. I just couldn't believe it. And, um, I gleaned what I could off of him and, and we still chat to this day. I love the guy like a brother. Um, we chat about everything. That's awesome. And, um, you know, at that point I started doing my own following, kind of teaching myself. Now I love science. I can't believe it. And, um, that's kind of how I started getting the hope going and got me out of bed. So I, next thing I know, I, after my second infusion of full Fox Erie, they took the pump off the day after they took the pump off. I was up. Uh, I didn't go very far, uh, but I was up and I had my, my uh, podcast going in my ears and I was walking down the street. I think I ended up walking like a mile or something. I didn't think I was, but I, I did. And I just kept on going from there, Lee. And, uh, walk now I walk a 5k basically every day. At least five days a week, no less than five days a week. Sometimes I'll throw a 10k in there if I'm really interested in whatever's whatever I'm listening to, or and because uh, it's amazing how how wrapped up you can get into what you're listening to, and you just forget about it else. So you bring up something uh, near and dear to my heart, as you know, because uh, I think we kind of have this bond, you mm-hmm. and I, uh, this 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 walking and and exercising piece. Uh, for people who are listening that uh, are going walking, you, you got to be kidding me. Uh, <laughs> what what does that exercise, what does that do for you, Nate? You know, when I first started, well, see, so I started hearing about exercising 150 minutes a week can possibly slow currents. I think I do, I do believe it's proven. Uh, so I got up when I started walking. It was very mentally therapeutic at first. Um it really, really helped calm me down, calm my mind down. I couldn't read. I, I, I just couldn't read. I didn't have the concentration for it. You probably went through the same thing. You just can't. When you first get diagnosed for quite a while, it takes a while to get into the mindset of, of, of you know, fight or flee. And uh, once you get your mind made up which way you're going to go, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I try to inspire people to uh, go my route. I think uh, walking is extremely therapeutic on the mind, and you get those endorphins pumping. You feel good. Your body, and after a while, you start feeling good. Good. And now that I'm also doing it to stay fit. I'm a lean, fighting 165 pounds, probably the weight I should have been the last 20 years. <laughs> I mean, I, you wouldn't know I had stage four currently incurable cancer if you looked at me. So you know, I, I, walking is what saved me. 
basically, physically, physically, really? it has to be. I think I think it helped drive my CEAs down. Um, you know, I, I still walk a lot. I walk through my infusion center every two weeks. Uh, my last infusion, I think I put on pretty darn close to two miles, and it's only twenty five feet wide. I think six chairs. <laughs> I go back and forth. So you must make people crazy. You're just you just yeah. just pacing yeah. around the place for yeah. four hours like or however long you're there. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, I, I sit down in my little chair of cheer to get plugged in, and that's it. You don't see me there until I'm unplugged. I'm either walking or I'm sitting in my guest chair. I'm not. Uh, Your like, chair. Wait, let me do that again. Yes, Your sir. chair it's of it's cheer, chair. folks. <laughs> if that uh, to our listeners, if that's not a picture of someone with an amazing attitude. To refer and and you don't I I don't get the no, feeling that you're being that sarcastic, <laughs> uh, you know uh, that your chemo chair is your chair of cheer. Wow, that that's that's something. Yep. It's well, you know, it's got it's helped to get me here. Yeah, you know, uh, so I don't know. I think uh, those nurses put like like me to sit, but you know what? If I'm up there walking, people are seeing me walking. I, the last time I was in there, like these three guys in suits came in and they were asking the nurses questions. And I saw them looking at me. So I turned around and gave them the strong arm, you know, and they loved it. <laughs> you know, I was trying to be goofy and make people laugh. And, uh, you know, laughter helps. Obviously, laughter, you know, is very therapeutic as well. So I do my best to crack jokes and be positive and funny. And um, and it helps me, too. I, I think you and it I might be too. brothers from different mothers because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm at about 165 pounds. Uh I did the whole one. Now I'm not in tr- currently in treatment, but that was my same approach is, uh, I think I could feel better if I make other people laugh and make people, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's yeah. a two way street. It helps others. And it also helps yourself. I, and there's nothing wrong with that. You gotta, gotta survive this. Right. So let me ask you this is for, again, for people who are listening, who, who are hearing what you're saying, Nate and go, you know, walking, uh, I can't walk 5k what advice would you give that person? I would say, don't say you can't walk 5k. Um, as I said, when I started it was probably my very first walk or so was a mile. And the, the full Fox Erie was, was extremely hard on my calves. They would just cramp up so bad. My, they started infusing me with magnesium and calcium finally, but, but that was like my last infusion of full Fox. So I would kind of just chug along. Hey, it probably took me two hours to get that first mile. But you just start off small, whether it's five steps or 500 steps. Don't push yourself. You can't do that you know, 3.2 miles or whatever. Just ease on into it. You know, just take it slow. Do what you can do. Maybe do just a little bit more, but not too much more. And go and feel good. Eat. It helps your appetite. Um, it, I was almost immediately eating better again. I could put the insure away. I gained appetite after I was walking. Um, you know, you can do it. You can get to that 5K. I'm doing 5K races. I've done three already this summer. You know, um, this is a guy with 100 Mets to his liver. If I can do it, you all can do it. And I and if you need to help, you need a cheering section. A cheering section, just give me a call. I'll, I'll help you. I have no problems. Yes, you will. I I know you will. And for, and also for those listening, who are thinking about exercise, 
Uh, I, I also, and I know you do too, want to be respectful that some people are in a situation that's just not possible. That's right. That's right. And, and, and what I would say is uh, go back in the Colon Cancer Podcast uh, catalog and look for my interview with Jean DiCarlo Wagner. Jean mm-hmm. is teaching yoga to folks. Uh, she's a colon cancer survivor herself and is teaching yoga. She offers a monthly session by phone. And part of what she teaches is yoga that you can do while sitting in a recliner, laying in bed. So if that's more your thing than what Nate and I are talking about as far as walking, uh, look for that episode with Jean DeClarlo Wagner. Uh, she could be a tremendous help to you too. That's right. That's right. So I, so I had to do a little, that little plug, but, uh, <laughs> <She's> <laughs> for one of, yeah, she's a cool lady. She really is. <laughs> Uh, and I, I got to meet her at the Live Your Best Life uh, conference in Phoenix last fall, so it was great. And and I look forward to the day, buddy, that you and I get to shake hands and hug. Be sooner and than you face to face. You know, you know it awesome. doesn't have to be walking. I, I I beat cancer all the time just working in my yard. I got the nicest yard on the block. It doesn't take a whole lot of physical effort to cut cut branches, or you know, I got a nice garden going. Um, I beat cancer mowing the lawn. I beat cancer every single day just being here. And I think it's a mindset and I think it'll keep you around longer. And I think you keep on kicking that can. So I got to just kick that can long enough and science is going to catch up to us. I, I, I honestly believe it. We are on a, on the cusp of something huge and I, I intend to be here for it. I'm going to, I'm going to be around for it. I, I've got to be. Uh, if you will, I will. How's All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> where, where does this positivity come from, Nate? No, I, I, I don't know. It's been like this my whole life, I guess. People kind of – my family thinks I'm a freak. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not kidding. They don't get it. You know, I, I've always been very high energy, um, happy, silly. Um, I like doing crazy stuff. Uh, makes me laugh. I've always liked to laugh. Laughing, laughing is good. Um, we'll That's see cool. if it helps. Well, I think it's going to help. And your faith p- plays a role in this too, I imagine. I, I do consider myself a man of God. Um, I go to church every Sunday. Um, I love Jesus. I'm a Christian. Um, I love it. I love it. I love everything about it. I love everything it brings into my life. Um, I it, that also that provides me the most hope, knowing that I got something to look forward to after here. You know, um, and I do believe a lot of our friends that move on from here. And there's and there's you get into the stage four world. Uh, people, people pass, and um, it's it's good knowing that I will be able to see some of them again someday. Honestly, believe that. I like that attitude. So uh, I don't know where the time goes. I mean, I feel like you and I have been talking for three minutes, but uh, uh, I you you know the question I'm going to ask because I ask it to everybody, <laughs> uh, and that's uh, you found the podcast and you talked about uh, how it helped you. Mm-hmm. And and that's always been my goal. Uh, and I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. I hope you'll uh, uh, allow me to do that. In the podcast world, especially people get, that get started, there's this big focus on, well, how many downloads did your podcast get? And, <laughs> you know, and how many did mine get? And, and, you know, and those kinds of things. And that's nice, but it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. What matters is that one person. Mm-hmm can say, I learned something, I got something, you know, you made a difference in my life, uh, you gave me hope. Uh, so 
I thank you for uh, promoting what we're doing here because I know that your promoting of the podcast uh, in and of itself is will you know help give someone else hope sure. and inspiration sure. and your message that you're sharing and your positivity while we half joke about it uh, someone's going to listen to this and go wait a minute this guy's cracking jokes and laughing and, and talking about all the things he does and that's how he beat cancer uh, if someone's inspired by that uh, didn't we just make a you difference know, if you can help one person if I can go out there and do something silly I can throw something funny out there on Facebook and I get somebody to chuckle and laugh, you know, and they, oh, <laughs> and they feel better about it. Then I'm making a difference. I, I, that's all I want. I want people to be happy and healthy, but I do want people to get up. Um, if they want to get up and if they can, I think, uh, I think getting out, getting out of bed is important. I think it's extremely important because if you stay in bed, it's, uh, you're going to end up in a bad, dark place. I think, um, even if you get out of bed, just to walk to the living room and sit on the couch, I think that is, um, a step in the right direction. You know, um, to the mailbox, go sit on, the the, on your deck on your porch swing, <laughs> you know, just get out of bed, you know, you're lazy boy, you know, whatever, just get up, walk around your house a little bit, maybe you'll get some fresh air. Um, try to keep a little bit of levity in your life. You know, don't get so serious. Uh, we are, we do have a very serious disease. Um, it's the silent killer. You know, I had my, they said I had my tumor five to eight years before I found out um stay positive if you can stay positive do it um, if you have to rely on others to help you stay positive and happy then do it and don't be afraid to ask for help um because you gotta you gotta stay positive to beat this thing or, le or even live with your disease that's what i'm doing i'm living with my disease and every day i kick my can a little bit further um helps coming helps coming guys just uh, do it with me and i'll, I'll do it with yeah. you and we'll do it together uh I got Fitbit groups going full of stage four cancer people. You can find me on Facebook and uh, you join up my Fitbit groups. There's probably a couple dozen of us now out rocking out the, the Fitbit world. So uh, come find me. I'm more than happy and very social. So, Nate, I love what you're doing with those Fitbit groups, but I sure hope you're not offended that I stopped accepting your request to join your uh, competitions because, quite honestly, I got tired of getting my butt kicked by you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'd be it's all okay. I'd be all excited and say, "Wow, I got eleven thousand steps." And I'd look over at you, and I'm like, "Well, great." There's Nate, twenty five thousand steps. <laughs> I, I, I do what I can. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, in all seriousness, uh, hats off to you. It's amazing what you're doing. Thank you, Lee. Uh, I want to transition from this. Uh, I saw on Facebook that now you've started to do some advocacy work. Tell me about that. Yeah, you know, it's kind of the kind of the direction I've been wanting to take myself. Um, I don't want anybody else in a, you know, early onset colorectal cancer is a real bummer. Um, and I don't want anybody else to have to go through what I'm going through. So I kind of started off. I was, uh, I'm in a advocacy group for fight CRC. I just kind of following along. And one day they had this, uh, they were looking for state proclamations to declare, you know, the colon cancer awareness month. So I was like, well, I'm going to try it. So I went ahead and applied for that here in Oregon. Lo and behold, I got the um, proclamation signed by Oregon's governor, Kate Brown. So I had that sucker framed up and put on my small town infusion center wall for some civic pride. And uh, that kind of got me going. And then um, I got an email from 
a member of the Colon Cancer Alliance asked me if, if since I'm in a small town, if I would be willing to advocate for um, small town infusion centers, which are rapidly closing down right now due to unintended consequences of the Affordable Care Act. Um, I guess they're using it as a way. So it's all about drug control pricing, and um, which is obviously a debate we need to have, but not at the cost of uh, cancer patients, especially rural cancer patients. Um, so I got I got the, the privilege and the honor to go to Washington D.C. for a day and advocate on the Hill. Uh, talk to all my state senators, and I think I talked to one from New York and New Jersey, and, and it was just awesome. And it it was it was so fulfilling, and um, it just kind of fills a place in my heart. And I think that's the direction I want to go. And you know, we'll see what happens. It's a little harder when you're in a rural community to uh, do that kind of thing. We don't have any sort of uh, advocacy groups in the Northwest that I know of basically anywhere, anywhere within five hours at least. So um, I'm just doing what I can from where I'm at and, you know, hopefully it'll build from there and hopefully uh, the word gets out because people need to get in there and get screened. I, I asked to be screened at 40. I thought it was the same as breast cancer. And my doctor said, no, nah, you're all right till you're 50. And I was like, cool. But uh, looking back, they would have found my tumor at 40. So, you know, uh, yeah, me too. I, th- I think that, I think that was the same thing with me. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, what a bummer. And I would rather not see anybody else have that happen to. Um, get screened, folks. Pass sure. the word. Sure. I've had well, several people in my personal life now get screened because of me. And um, so far, so good for all of them. And that's good. That makes me happy. Great. Well, Nate, as we wrap up, uh, I want to ask you that question that I ask everybody. And that's really just some parting words of advice. If someone is tuning in and uh, they recently were diagnosed or someone they care about was recently diagnosed, you've given a lot of suggestions around exercise and attitude. Anything else you would share with someone in that scenario? Uh, I I would say at first it doesn't matter if you're staying on or stage four, you're going to, you're going to panic. And it's it, and it takes a little while to get your mind around it, but it, it does happen. So I just want to say, try to keep the panic level down. Occupy yourself. Um, don't worry about the scanxieties and the all the anxieties that you're going to get. Just try to go day by day. Um, if you're a stage four survivor, just 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 know that the help is coming. The immunotherapy cavalry cavalry is coming. There is all kinds of explosions right now in clinical trials for colorectal cancer with MSS, which is me, and with you know, with crass mutant type people, I mean, every single day, at least weekly, it seems like there's a new trial coming out. It's our turn and have hope and know that help is coming. So just keep kicking that can every single day. Kick the can, kick it as far as you can. And and uh, I think that'll get you across the finish line. We're on the cusp of some big stuff in, in the medical field. And uh, hopefully we all get to have the privilege and to be around to experience it. That's my goal anyways. And I hope that's everybody else's goal too. Just keep kicking that can, folks, and, and it'll get you there. I, I like that. Keep kicking the can. Maybe we can make a bumper sticker. <laughs> well, well, Great idea. There you go. Well, Nate, I really appreciate you spending the time that you did with me. Uh, again, thank you for being such a promoter of the podcast. 
Uh, I truly look at you as a, as a role model for others to follow with what you're doing. Uh, I, I, I'm a firm believer that attitude is everything followed by exercise and you're doing both at a tremendous level. Mm -hmm. So, uh, continued good, uh, you know, good scans and wishing you nothing but good health in the near, near future and, uh, be well, my friend. Lee, thank you so much. I love you, brother. You take care of yourself. Love you too. You take care as well. All right. See you, Lee. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast. Notes from this episode can be found on our website at thecoloncancerpodcast.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on our website, on iTunes, or on the Stitcher app for listeners using an Android device. If you or a loved one has a question about colon cancer, please visit the Colon Cancer Alliance website at www.ccalliance.org. Again, that's www.ccalliance.org. You can also email your questions to us at info at Thanks again for listening. Be well, everyone.